All right, we ready? Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Publish, Perish or Podcast, your opportunity to look behind the scenes of science to see if science likes round numbers. I'm Andy Stapleton and joining me today are Cameron Schmoopy Shearer. Good results, all. And the stars have aligned. Our 100th episode, we are being graced with the presence of... Christopher T. Bag Gibson. <laughs> no. Let, let let the I'll let the applause and the cheering die down for a second. Our listeners are going to be pissing their pants with excitement. <sighs> the sound of the shower you can great, hear is meant to be great, cheering. Great, great, great. Let me begin by Namaste, BA. Namaste. Namaste. Schmoopy. Uh, and uh, hello. The it's yoga really is over. Um, Gibbo. Yeah. What the hell? Welcome back. Yeah, it's like it really does feel like I never left. Well, don't worry. Cameron and I have been keeping up the quality of this podcast. However, <laughs> our listeners have demanded your presence. And I have listened and I have heard what they've had to say. Yeah. And I have felt compelled to return. Brilliant. Good. Well, welcome back. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, And I enjoyed watching you eat uh, uh, probably, you described it as a nuclear reactor's worth amount of pizza. (laughs) That was about the amount of energy in it. It was about a nuclear pile's worth. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I love that. That So you are expecting to talk, jump around a lot? Um, I, I don't think jumping around will happen, but I will burn enough energy just by talking. All right. I hope so. I hope so. So, um, this is our 100th episode. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Can you bloody believe it? That pilot that we did with a single recorder in my living room, in my echoey living room, would have resulted in 100 episodes. Yeah. Jesus. And now it's being done with one recorder? Well, the same recorder. (laughs) Three microphones microphones. in in a new room. And we're in a new room in Schmoopy's house, yeah. which is exciting all in itself. It's um, amazing. So, Christopher T. Bat Gibson, would science like round numbers? A hunch. A hunch is a good round number. <laughs> it, it, it is. Oh, love it. You know what? I, I don't think it would. Oh, why not? Because, because look at all the fundamental constants in the universe. Are they round numbers? No. No, they're not. No. They're not. So why would science like round numbers if the fundamental constants of the universe are not round numbers? Good point. Love it. Love it. Schmoopy. Off to a great Shut start. Shut up. You can't, you can't <laughs> boast about your own first sentence. Truth so is what the did, truth. What did you say? Uh, none of the fundamental Hang constants. On, you're not no, even no. listening. No, no. I want to know. Uh, yes or no. Does science like round numbers? No. No, it doesn't. No. Or that yes, yes, of course <laughs> it does, Andy. Science <laughs> loves round numbers. Why is that? In fact, its favourite number is the roundest of them all, zero. Ooh, love mm. it. The invention of zero was one of the most important parts of mathematics. Mm. Mm. Good. Well, one of my uh, lecturers in. Uh, under no, I won't say undergrad. Yeah, undergrad. One of my lecturers 
if he asked the lecture room a question, the answer was always one or zero. He loved zero as much as science. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and look, I feel like the science would love would love round numbers because I have never seen a paper that didn't contain the, a logarithmic scale graph. Mm-hmm. Look at all those round numbers on the side, like all the zero, mm, just zero <laughs> after zero. Oh, none of this yeah. hanging daggy digit. a thousand. Mm. <laughs> may, may I interject with an observation? I, I think you're anthropomorphizing science. You're pretending science is a human being. It's not. No. It's okay. not. It's not. It's not. Okay. <laughs> we get that's it. Why I thought it was. I thought I thought that's I think that's why I'm right and the both of you are wrong. <laughs> Let's leave it up to the listeners. Listeners, who's right and who's wrong? What write write your letter? It's gonna be me. Yeah. <laughs> send me one of the many messages you always send me. <laughs> now give Meister Andrew. B A Bean. Thank you. It has been so long that this isn't news for the week, this section. Nope. This is news for the six months or so that we have not, unfortunately, been able to get you on the podcast. Gibbo, what is your news for the long time you've not I been on the podcast? I think it's news for one revolution of Earth around the sun. What? Really? I think. I think. I think that's how long it's been. Has it really? Yeah. No. There you go. All right. Well, what's going on, mate? What are you doing? Well, look, a lot of my news is going to be covered in some of the up upcoming segments. Okay. So I'm I'm not going to go into too much. Liar. Uh-huh. I could go Liar. On. Right. We immediately know so that's not true. We just need to be aware that you're not saying all the news right now. No. You've got more news than this. I'm more, more far news. more important than what I'm about to say. Okay. More. I'm going to give received. you. Yeah. This is really just the basics. Okay. Give us right? the high level. The summary. sort of the sort of summary. Yeah. Executive right? about summary. the journey <laughs> I've been on. Yeah. All right. So okay. here we go. Okay. What, what, what have I been up to? I'm not reading this. This uh, is just flowing naturally it, from me. It uh-huh. sounds like it. I've been on a journey of self-discovery. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wanking in your office. Yeah. To reduce stress and anxiety and become a better person. Definitely what I just said. <laughs> Meditation, mindfulness, mental clarity, oneness. These are the things I've been pursuing. Mm. I listen to whale song now. No, you don't. When? I do. Uh, Do you mean the Wales national anthem? No, not the uh, the subcontinent of, uh, of the Wales. United Kingdom. Yeah, I mean those beautiful big fish that majestically <laughs> sail through the ocean. Great, those, those guys. Yeah, I can see you read the first sentence on Wikipedia about <laughs> Wales. Those big fish. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. Okay, I've been exploring what it is to be Gibbo. All right, what is it? Well. And I've liked what I've found. <laughs> of course you have. Right? And what have I found? What have you found? I've been lifting up shells on the side of the beach of Gibbo. Yeah. Exploring, yeah. seeing what's yeah. there. Yeah. Scratching at the flaky skin. Scratching at at, at, at the smooth oiled skin. <laughs> of Pulling Gibbo. back the foreskin of Gibbo to reveal what, what, the pink. What did shell. I what, what did I find? Peaceness. Calmness. Peaceness. 
Peace, peacefulness. Peacefulness. Did you, did that, you, that as well. Did you mean to say penis? No, no. I didn't find that. Well, it's there, but I didn't find it. Patience <laughs> and modesty. <laughs> yeah. Let me finish what I'm reading. Okay. The let most me, let, modest, perhaps. Let me finish what's oh. coming out of the top of my head. In fact, I can say without question <laughs> that I am the best there has ever been at being modest. <laughs> Right? That's not boasting. Yeah. Do you know why no. that's not boasting? Why? The truth is not boasting. Okay. All right? All right. I've been listening to people. I've learned to listen. Mm-hmm. I've really, really learned to listen. And um, do you know what I've, I've learned what? to listen? Do you know who I've learned to listen from? No. Nope. I listen to my kids and they've taught me how not to swear. Oh. Do you know why I don't swear anymore? Why? Because swearing is the junk food of speaking. Oh, who told you that? Me. <laughs> I just invented a new segment, Gibbo's Proverbs. Oh. All right. Right oh, there, you saw it. Oh, my God, it's Gibbo giving us some proverbs. There you go. So, so they've taught me how not to swear. Yeah. And I'll give you an example, right? Okay. You have a beautiful... And luxurious beard. I've actually got this written down. Thank I you. knew you'd have one. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but, all right, you have a beautiful, luxurious beard, yep. but your shirt looks like ship. <laughs> <laughs> your shirt looks like complete and utter yeah. budging ship. Wow. Okay. Did you hear any swearing then? Never, no. Yeah. But my dirty mind turned I, it into bad I, words. I did think of some swearing. Yeah. That's on you, not me. If you wanna if you want junk food to infect your mind, yeah. then that's on you, not me. Yeah. No swearing occurred. No then. Swe- no, nothing. That was my that's, that was my bad. That's one of the things that's changed about me. Wow, incredible. Right. That's the that's been part of the journey. That's thank, it. That, thank that's you. it. That's All the right. news, right? Well, right. That's just a taste. Oh my god! Of what's coming. I don't want a full mouthful of that. Yeah. Well, just you're gonna keep, get it. Keep it on the taste of spoon. You're, you're gonna get a belly full of it. Great. So get great. ready. Um, Cameron, have you found enlightenment? <laughs> no, no. no oh. I mean, no, not on that level. I yeah. Mean, I would. Right. I would feel embarrassed to mention. <laughs> The type of self-discovery I've been going through in the last you couple mean of wanking. weeks. Why is everyone talking about wanking on this podcast today? I think it's only you. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it's only you that's talking about winking. <laughs> <laughs> winking. That that's good. not swearing. No. And you didn't read that off the paper. No. <laughs> you didn't read that. It just came to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andy. Yeah. You never opened this segment by saying it's time for... It's time for... News for the week. Very good. Gentlemen, Andy Gibbo, news what? for you. Only one bit of news for me this week. I start a new job tomorrow. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. Congratulations on a new chapter of your career. Thanks. Can, can I ask you a question? Yes. Cameron, <laughs> I, I just so I got to ask, but are you... A fellow from the future? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm a fellow for the future. I don't think it's from the future. But yes, I will begin a future fellowship tomorrow. Congratulations. Well done. done. You are a fellow from the future. I feel like you're like a Tony Stark kind of figure. Okay. So in the future, people will be wearing uh, shirts with horrible collars. Stretched out collars. Ship shirts, as you might refer to them, Chris. (laughs) 
Um, I did notice that you've got quite a few number of holes in the armpit of that T-shirt as well. Yeah, I didn't realize that until this morning. Mm. Um, but thanks for looking at my armpit area. Or could great. you just not, not notice it because no, they're I so large? You I'm not going to lie. I checked <laughs> Look, you out. You know, I'm not one to – I don't fight the future. I'm not scared of the future like some people. So if you are the future, I embrace it. I embrace holy shirts. I embrace <laughs> stretched out shirts. I embrace an unkempt look with ratty beard. Oh, hang on. You, that's not very nice of you. How, how would you change that round to be all like... I didn't, did I swear? No, but still, you're giving out negative energy into the world. I love ratty beards. <laughs> that's my kind of beard. Yeah, Have you ever seen right. me grow a beard? No. You've kind of got the longest facial hair I've ever seen on you right now. Oh, Has he okay. got facial hair? Do you, is that um, trimmed or is that natural? This is natural. Okay. This is own So you're natural. not you're not doing a, a two millimeter thing. You just happen to have not shaved for a little while. <laughs> I, I, I lack the knowledge, skill and temperament <laughs> to keep a beard tidy. As well. Yeah, yeah. No, I just can't do it. No. But, well, but, you need to get on to be a beard growing pro. Hold on. Dot com. What's, what's this? I've heard. I have never heard about this before. Beardgrowingpro.com is my new blog all about beards that's earning me money. All right, look. And there's a YouTube channel. There are people out there who may not know what a blog is. Yeah. So let 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 me let them know what's a blog again. Uh, well, you, I know what it is, but you just tell us. All right, it's a site with yep. articles that yep. answer questions about beards. Yeah, I know what that website. Is. Website. Internet. Internet. On the internet. Okay. You can get it on your phone. Oh, really. Mm. Okay. Anyway, Cameron, Sorry, how are you <laughs> feeling about digress. your future fellowship? What's what's going on in your little mind and body? Um, well, so I'm excited that I have the longest contract work contract I've ever had before. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited that it means I can apply for various grants that have never been open to me before. Oh, I didn't know that aspect. That's cool. Well, so you can't apply for um, like. Grants that would give money over th- multiple years if you don't sure. have a job for multiple years. Yeah. Oh, yes, I suppose that is true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Uh, I've kind of just going through because uh, I'm changing universities from Uni SA to Uni Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was really focusing on just finishing the Uni SA job quite a lot. So I haven't, I'm not uh, super prepared to like dive in and get going yet. Mm-hmm. On the future fellowship, um, so I've got to, got to be careful that I don't spend too long, kind of uh, revving the engines and, and not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, uh, but so it means that the UniSA job is over. So that was a one-year industry research position. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess if you remember, the, um, when I started it, basically I thought this is my leapfrog into working in industry. Yeah. Mm. So because I happened to win the future fellowship. Uh, about a week into starting that mm-hmm. role, mm-hmm. it kind of changed my goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I, I think I still had a pretty good year. The industry partner are pursuing a patent based on my ideas and my results, wow, which is great good. Yep. Um, and that's all written up, ready to be a paper as soon as the patent has been lodged. Um, so nice. I think I'll get some pretty good outputs from that. So not lots of papers, but still it's it's... It's my idea and it worked. Mm. So um, it's much more fulfilling than if I'd had, say, got 10 papers but nothing was actually my idea. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, yeah, so I think overall nice. that, that year was a success and I'm looking forward to starting the new job tomorrow. Yeah, fantastic. Andy, what's news? Uh, so I'll keep it short. Um, so I've got a YouTube channel, which I found a little niche that was growing really well, which is uh, essentially PhD advice for PhD students. So mm-hmm. this week, for example, the video was masters, uh, PhD versus masters, what's better? for someone I talked about that and so that's just passed uh, 1,800 subscribers which is brilliant and I got about 2,756 views a day was my yesterday yeah it's just insane what yeah who you I know tell me about it that's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) that's what so yeah so I've just fudging bullshit I've just uh, you yeah I've Ugh. just passed. Well done, Andy. Thanks, I'm man. happy for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> me just, too. Yeah, I'm real happy. I've just passed uh, the monetization <laughs> limit. So it means that now, yeah, my videos are earning a bit of money through ad revenue. And I hope to grow that channel over the next year or so, I, it, which is great. I love it. Um, it's, yeah, it's good. It's What's, uh, that's just on your Andrew Stapleton, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah just Andrew YouTube. Stapleton. Uh, so Andy Stapleton is the YouTube net channel name. Um, and yeah, my best video, which has now got nearly 30,000 views or something is PhD advice. I just talked about a PhD and what it was like and what I'd, the things, the five things I'd wish I'd known before starting was the subtitle to that. You don't, you're not here for a while. You turn around, you come back and you're getting 30,000 views. Yeah. You. Yeah. Me. Yeah, and I get 75 new subscribers a day at the moment. How crazy is that? There's 75 people just walking in. Hi, Andy. Hey, what's up? Are these real people? These are uh, real people. I assume most of them are bots, but uh, I'll take the numbers. Um, well, well, I mean, yeah, that. let me rewind a little. All right. Congratulations, Thanks. Uh, Andrew. Thanks. That is so amazing. Much. Say if someone wanted to find some of these videos on <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Could you sort of like... I'll forward you the some of my best ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's I'm really that's kind of the big news of this week, which is brilliant. Um, uh, and my other side projects, uh, Beard Growing Pro, is starting to grow in terms of monetary income, and then a Drone Flying Pro, which is my other website all about drones. That one's starting to get some traction as well. In but it's only been alive for about three months, so I wouldn't expect much from that at the moment. But yeah, all of my little endeavors are slowly coming together to give me a full-time wage. Like that's my that's my goal is to have like five or six little things that combine to like, you know, three grand a month. If I can do that, I'm just gonna yeah. travel the world. You're like that thing off that stuff. horror movie, the blob. I, that's sort of I'm seeping <laughs> in slowly into, yeah. as everything it absorbs just makes it yeah, larger man. and larger that's and it's sort of you know, it just it, it doesn't care. It just consumes and consumes yeah. and, and grows more and more powerful. Mm. Yeah, I like, I like that. it. Mm, that's definitely me. So, yeah, there's my news. How did you get that? I've been watching a lot of YouTube clips about horror movies lately. <laughs> the thing, the blob, it's all about sort of amorphous evil creatures absorbing yep. the universe. Yep. Look at this before me. This is it. <laughs> Look at it. An this massive superstar. bearded thing. Thanks for saying massive. <laughs> you are, I mean, yeah. I mean, underneath that beard, you're still very small. But the beard does make you look much bigger. Yeah, it gives me say. a jaw, doesn't it? Yeah, it's incredible. Boom it. Boom. It's time for 
P-Pop's most relevant scientists of the year competition. Yeah, very good. Very good. It's Remembered been a while, it. isn't it? Remembered it. Yeah, I don't think we've done this for a year because well, yeah, Andy and I don't really bring this up. No, because I, I'm winning, so I don't need to worry about it. Well, let's find out, let's shall find we? Out. Let's find out. So the last time so I looked this up. So we need up, a little bit of a thing because yeah, yeah. relevancy here has got its own meaning to us, right? Gibbo, what does relevancy mean? What What are we being marked on? Ah, so you want the formula. Yes. Okay. So actually, this is Schmoopy's formula. Would you want to explain it, Schmoopy? Or are you happy for me to explain it? I'll explain it because yeah. I'll, your you're, comp- you're you- going to be speaking a lot, I reckon, in this next <laughs> little bit. In theory. <laughs> so uh, I'm jealous of all the people who have really long careers mm-hmm. and then they get the really high age index more because of how many papers they have, the number of self-citations they get, yeah. that it's not really a sign of how good they are are now it might be a sign of how good they were in the past right so i invented the p-pop most relevant scientist of the year where we want to know how important are your is your science now right now uh and so it's um the formula i believe (laughs) is the number of citations all your papers get this year Mm -hmm, divided mm -hmm. by the total number of papers correct all right what is the uh the search index we use. Uh, is it Google Scholar? No, it's Scopus. Okay, it's Scopus. Oh, the official. Okay. It's right. There's various reasons why we use Scopus, which we've gone through in the past. We no need to cover it again, but All we right. use Scopus. All right. All right. Let's begin. So, on the, uh, the last time I looked this up was on the 16th of the 9th, 2019. So, a little right. over a year ago, I looked yep. up and calculated our Schmoopy Shearer's Best Scientists, Most Relevant Scientists of the Year competition results. And last year at this time, BA, 3.05. That was was good. That was respectable for someone who had left science for a year. Yep, absolutely. Falcon, myself, was 3.78. Whoa. Schmoopy Shearer, you were also... 3.7. 3.7. Oh, yeah, oh where's it gone? And so um, I threw Ash Slattery in here for some reason. He, he was, was on that episode. Ah, 6.06. Oh, shit. So he was uh, destroying us. <laughs> he yeah. was, yeah. yeah. He was it is a little relevant. weighted towards people with fewer publications, but I don't care. <laughs> we no. want. I don't that, care. That so is much the statement of someone who does not care. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But. <laughs> It certainly was. That's right. That's right. Okay. Now, <laughs> as calculated today, Schmoopy. Oh. 4.17. Better than last year. Better than last year. That's good. Better than last year. BA. Yeah. 3.72. Gone You've up. gone up. I've gone up and I've left science four years ago. <laughs> Why? I looked actually. Why does your career continue to progress? <laughs> yeah. So, 2018... I don't understand. And 2019 were my best years for sites. And this year, it's the first year after four years of leaving academia where it started to go down. So, I feel like... Mm. Well, is, yeah, but not... This is saying you're more relevant, relevant now than ever. Exactly, yeah. I, but I, my paper that I wrote that you're both on... Would have bumped me up. still getting a lot of sites. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Your paper. Anyway, here we go. T-Bone. T-Bone. T-Bag. What, what was I again before you say your number? Uh, you were 4.7. Uh, 4.17. 4.17. All right. All right. T-Bone gives I mean, I don't care, but come on. 
Whoa. Hang on. What was Andy? 3.72. Yes. <laughs> more relevant. More relevant. Uh, uh, more um, relevant. Believe Fudging. Believable. I think that I have published only two or three papers this year, whereas you've published quite a few. Yeah. I think That's you might undoing. have published too many papers I've, without I've, enough self-citations. I've produced too much work. And I have produced no papers. This number heavily helps those that don't do any work and publish That's fine. But in a way, this is a good test. How's Ash doing? Oh, he's probably on 10. 7.1. No, shut up. And he's published 11 papers last year. Wow. Yeah, eleven papers. Oh. Yeah, that's wow. how that's how you get publications. He's also, not even doing research anymore. There you go. But he's he's doing well. He's doing the statement of man who doesn't care. Here we go. Now, I want to I want an honourable mention for a guy we we did mention in our podcasts, Mugatron. Moogie, uh, Moogie, yep. Mugatron. Yeah. I for, I, I thought I want to see how Moogie's doing these days. Yeah, and I was a little bit shocked. So th- go on, Monk. By a bat monk, my yeah. previous PhD student. Exactly, exactly. Now a very successful postdoc at Griffiths University, where you got your PhD, Gibbo. I did. Nathan oh, Campus. Two legends from one university. Shut up. Well, I'm old school. Yeah. I'm old school. Yeah. I don't know why that's relevant, but I'm old school. Here we go. <laughs> he has got a, a people most relevant science score of seven point three seven. Yeah. He's a very relevant scientist. He, 67 publications. His first paper published in 2012. He's got 17, it's 1,784 sites, mm. right? H-index of 23. Sites this year, he's got 494. Mm. I, I got 333. You're saying angry. Uh, angry with amazement <laughs> and admiration. <laughs> So my my let, let me just throw this out there. Get this guy a decra. Yeah, yeah. He seems to be hitting all the metrics. Uh, he's he's got to get one. ARC. People have spoken. Mm. Time yeah. for him to get a decra. Anyway. Send him this episode. That is the end of Peepop's most relevant science of the year competition on today, the thirtieth of September, twenty twenty. Oh. <laughs> It's time for Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. Topic of the Day. I'm out of practice on Topic of the Day. That was our 100th Topic of the Day Mm. song. Mm. And it was the best we've ever done. I think it was one of the best. I I mean, I always miss doing the podcast without Gibbo, but that's the moment where I miss him the most. Yeah, oh, there you yeah. Go. So yeah. it's pleasure. It yeah. Warms our cockles. Yeah, I I'm s- doing no, what you're doing. No swearing. Yeah, <laughs> no swearing. Um, so topic of the day, it would be remiss of us. Is that the right term? Remiss yeah, could be. Of Depends us. on the, what you say after this. Uh, squiddly, <laughs> squiddly butt fish bag. <laughs> not, not the right term. That's not, uh, that's not right. No. Oh, fair enough. Um, it would be remiss of us to not have a bit of a reflective moment. Yeah. About peepop. What it's done for us, what it hasn't done for us, where we were, was it three years ago? 
No, I think it started in 2016, didn't it? The first P-pop was released April 2016. Wow. So, And I think we recorded in March. Yeah. We're coming up to five years, four and a half years. Four and a half years. Wow. Wow. Anyway, let's start with you, Shmoopy Shearer. Mm-hmm. Let's have a look. Let's have, so let's have a little bit of a reflection on where you were four and a half years ago to where you are now. What's that journey been like for you? Well, so at that time, I was, I'd was i been at Flinders Uni as a postdoc for two years, basically two years exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think I had, maybe that was the, I ended up having another year and a half at Flinders as a postdoc. Um, and while I was at Flinders, I had failed on my two attempts to win a ECR fellowship to kind of get my own money to do research of my own things. Uh, and I was very worried about career longevity mm. at the time. Um, shall I keep going? So mm. uh, the, the job at Flinders uh, was basically where I was publishing lots of papers, uh, doing lots of, I think, pretty good research, but I had very little say on the actual theme of the research that was being done. Mm. Um, and so since then, I've managed to get two small f- one-year fellowships, one at Uni Adelaide and one at UniSA. Um, and now I have the future fellowship that I'm beginning tomorrow at the University of Adelaide. Um, so again, just the four-year contract, longest contract I've ever had, but still it's uh, mm, I am good. still worried about career longevity. Yeah, and uh, but looking at the current state of academia, that's probably not going to change like for the rest of your career. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe. Well, what's the what's the rolling contract stuff now at universities? Aren't they offering professors five year rolling contract stuff? Like, oh, okay. Has anyone really got permanency anymore? I guess is the. I the haven't heard of that at all, okay. and I would welcome it because that would be an even playing Definitely. field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. heard it talked about, but I don't know of any any place that's enacted it oh, yet okay. that I'm aware of. Okay. Maybe maybe it is yeah. happening. Yeah. I don't know. So Schmoopy, a positive direction for your five years four and a half years i think so so i kind of i've had like as short a contract as three months yeah in there somewhere yeah um but uh yeah it's looking pretty good at the moment i probably wouldn't have expected to be where i am i don't think Mm. in 2016 um especially having not won any of my own money for myself at that stage Mm -hmm. Uh, I was kind of looking at just being someone's postdoc for a very long time. Mm. Uh, I don't think I was, I think I hadn't given up on the academic career. Still, I wasn't looking at industry jobs then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really know how things have changed. I'd have to listen back to episodes one through 10. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I look. So my journey, the reason this podcast started is because I was uh, trying to waste as much time as humanly possible uh, <laughs> and distract myself for, from actually doing any science. And I think it was a, a slow realization in that kind of six months after starting this podcast where I was like, I just don't like this. I don't like academia. Mm-hmm. Fuck the system. Um, it so will you never would, work. You just started working at UniSA. Yeah. On a two-year contract, I it think. Was, it, yeah, it was about yeah, it was a two-year contract, and uh, I think I left about thirteen months into that contract. So, yeah, it was, it was just trying to 
like the, the contract that was I was offered, I wasn't excited about, but it was kind of like Cameron, you know, it was like, well, it's better than nothing, mm -hmm. right? What is my other option? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. my other option was doing what I ended up doing, which was just leaving academia and finding my own path. And that has involved me starting an own company, winning uh, probably close to $60,000 for that company, earning the business. I think we've taken, I think our books show that we've just under $100,000 worth of like revenue over a couple of years. Like that is really, that's really exciting to me, right? Mm. That doesn't mean I've got $100,000. That means that um, someone's paid that and I've spent it all on providing the service because oh. I'm very bad at ban uh, managing money. But uh, it was, yeah, like that that journey from that really bored don't know what i'm going to do but this is where i am in academia person to where i am now like it i have i'm so i'm so much happier um i get to try my own ideas uh, my own ideas i get to follow what i like gibbo you don't even know this about me started knitting oh wow <laughs> that's great knit it i'll show that's you great. i'm making some socks at the moment um, I support you in your endeavor to thanks. knit. And I started sewing lessons. I had my second one this week. I'm making a t-shirt. I'll wear the t-shirt. Oh, you make, you're making, you are making this difficult. Yeah, yeah. There. So look, well I've, done, well done, well done. And I've been able to explore all these ideas, and I've been, I'm just so grateful that I've been able to do it. And it all came from being brave and uh, lying about where I got my PhD. Because that was it. it. Was a, like the reason I left academia. Do you remember? I sent them. Uh, the university asked me for evidence of my PhD. So I went online, printed off a fake PhD <laughs> from the World Global University, <laughs> sent it to them, and was like, "Well, this is an easy way to get fired." And no one said anything for ages. And then they changed my university staff page to PhD from the universe, World, World Global University. Then I wrote a blog about it. And uh, then I got in heaps of trouble. And that was the start of the downward spiral. But it was a way for me, I think, to act out to the point where they, like, I just had to leave because I was too much of a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, was, that, was a, that was rebellion. It was, yeah. And I wasn't brave enough just to be like, you know what? Fuck this. I hate it. I'm off. You are a lawbreaker because you look just like another famous lawbreaker. Ned Kelly. Nedward Kelly. Yeah, Nedward Kelly. <laughs> yeah. So look, that's how my five years have gone in a nutshell. And I am so much happier than the person that started this podcast four and a half years ago. Well, that that is great Isn't that to lovely? hear. That Isn't is that warm your heart. I love emotion. Yeah. I love feelings. Yeah. And I, I love tell. hearing good things. Great, great. What about you, Gibbo? Well, well, I, I, I've, I've itemized everything here nicely <laughs> and, and neatly, so it's going to take a while. Sit back. Yeah. All right, enjoy. Relax. And it's only going to be delivered to us in the exact order you've already written it in? I can't do it any other way. <laughs> I can't do it any other way. All right. So, Andy, do you want to ask a question then to get Gibbo started? <laughs> so, Gibbo, what's on your piece of paper? <laughs> uh, bold print. Where was I? So we started Peepop in 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. So at that point, I was managing the AFM slash ramen. Well, actually, no, I was, I was managing the whole scanning probe facility. Yeah. Which included AFM ramen and SEM. Now, I wasn't training anyone on it. What was your job title at that uh, point? That, that's a great question. Scanning microscopy... Scanning probe microscopy laboratory manager, I think. Okay. But I was also called at times a senior research fellow. 
as well mm. on different documentation. So jack of all trades, master of none, really. That was <laughs> me. Um, and so uh, I was on year-to-year contracts at that stage. Mm. My five years had been up. So from 2013 to 20, and certainly 2016, I was in the middle of a long spell of year-to-year contracts. Yep. Uh, hadn't been on any, on any successful grants at that stage. Teaching was pretty well as it had been since 2008 for me, kind of similar subjects. I think I was doing an honours module, which was about the only new thing there. Not supervising any PhD students or honours students at that stage. Ash had finished. Mm. Ash Slattery, long-time been fan and listener, yep. has been on. Been on the podcast. Um, and that was sort of the position I was at. Now, I know you didn't mention family or anything, Schmoopy. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I was renting in Glengarry with my, my family. So it's just a little little tiny bit of personal stuff. Bit personal in, news? Because I'll add that in later. Where did I think I would be? Where did I think I would be? I have to admit I was not hopeful there would be a great deal of change at that yep. stage. I was not hopeful. Um, obviously thought there'd be some more papers, there'd be some more sites, the H index would be larger. Maybe I was hoping I'd be on a grant by that stage, supervising students again. Um, but I still kind of thought the year-to-year contracts were, were likely yep. for, for a long time. So um, that was that. Where am I now? Where are you now? Where am I now? Well, now, do you want us to ex- You're in Cameron's house. Are you having an episode? Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> Everything's safe. Yeah. We're in the study. You haven't been in this room before. No, you must be freaking out. My left arm is in pain and everything. (laughs) I can smell oranges. Is something wrong? You're blurry. Uh, Anyway, uh, I am now instrument leader and manager of AFM and Raman microscopes in Blinders Microscopy and Microanalysis. Look at the jacket. You saw it when I come in. I saw it. The jacket is schmeck. Very impressive jacket. I'm corporate. I'm corporate, <laughs> and I didn't know it, but I love it. <laughs> I love being corporate. I love it. All right. What um, other merch have you got? Uh, I've got a jumper. Yeah, it's the one of the best jumpers I've ever had. <laughs> I've got a polo shirt, two polo shirts, which nice. I'm not wearing right now because they're they're a bit dirty in the wash. Um, what, what merch can you give me? I'm not. Uh, <laughs> pens? I, I like pens and USPs. Yeah, I want some swag as well. Yeah. I, can't, I can't just give you this stuff. <laughs> you got to meet certain criteria, which neither of you meet. But What? Uh, I tell you what, I'll look into it. All right. Thanks, man. Uh-huh. I'll that's look all we into ask. it. That's all we ask. I'll look into it. So all that's right. good. So instrument... No, what, what did you go from? I went from uh, a scanning probe microscopy laboratory manager to now instrument leader. All right, right yeah, and yep, manager. Yep, yep. Right. the word leader right. is in there. That's yeah, good. Leaders in there, right? But also, I guess the main thing in there is that Flinders microscopy and microanalysis now exists. It's a thing, which kind of uh, solidifies you yes, a, l- a bit more, more than yeah. what it was. Much more than what it was, I'd say. Yes, yes, more, more. And uh, now I'm on a contract that's more that's not year to year. Mm-hmm. Right, currently finishes in 2023. I'm already a year and a half in, so I've got a few more years left. Um, so that's much better, but pressure's still on. Pressure's still on. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. It doesn't go away. No. It's not permanent. No. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. 2023 will be coming around anytime soon. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I That's think we know when it's going to come. Yeah. yeah. It's going to come then. <laughs> Get ready for <laughs> it. We're approaching it at one <laughs> second yeah. per second. Yeah. What is, what I mean, it's a strange year this year. Maybe it's going to be next year. It, it, time has gone <laughs> very weirdly <laughs> this year. Yeah. Time has gone. It's like we've been... You know, time has slowed down in, in in places, but then accelerated and accelerated. Yeah, other ones. it's like it's like relativity. All right, lead on a discovery grant this year. Nice. That's different. Yep, I learned a lot writing, being the lead on a discovery grant. I learned never to do it again, <laughs> but I will end up doing it again. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm putting now in infrastructure bids for new equipment, and I'm doing all that stuff. Got one due tomorrow. Having to look for money, looking for money is now is now much more important part of my job. Mm-hmm. I'm expected to look for money. Look um, for money. Back to looking after accounts. I've got an account to look after now. Way back in 2008, I used to have the AFM account, the or the laboratory account to look after. Then it sort of went away. Now nice I've got back. an account to look after. This got, is all got money to keep an eye on. This all seems a little bit official and boring. Yes, there you go. Uh, but it's responsibility. It's responsibility. I can't deny it. there's more responsibility now. I'm trying to supervise honours students again. Great. Possibilities there. Biggest news, we move labs. Yes. You've got fancy new labs now. Physical space. You guys worked in the old labs. Yeah. Yep. Let's, uh, let's not bore the listeners with my impression of those old labs. Let's hear it from those who worked in them. Oh, well, I was just – there were – I mean, it was kind of it was less of a lab and more of a wildlife sanctuary mm, yeah, for yeah. millipedes and spiders. Yeah, I yeah, the one word that came to my mind was millipede. Yeah, but quite millipede. Yes, that that is an excellent. Is that an adverb or an adjective? I'm not sure. Yeah, or a noun. Describey word. It's a describey. <laughs> it, it was millipede, and yeah. I battled those millipedes unsuccessfully yeah. for many years. Yeah, and I saw the world's largest daddy long legs uh, in the ramen room. Yeah, yeah. And I that's saw, a spider, if yep, uh, yep. if that's not known. Yep. It's not Chris yep. with leg <laughs> no, extensions not me, not on. Shorts on. <laughs> it's, it's almost shorts weather. Almost <laughs> Chris, shorts weather again. Chris popping in a room, Daddy Long Legs is here. <laughs> <laughs> those, days are gone. those days are gone. Hello, boys. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yes, there were lots and lots of insects. And in fact, one evening when working late in the ramen room, yeah. I saw a rat. Oh, oh, nice! A rat. And can we just let the like the, the in the room? The listeners may not be aware of how, like the the machines that are in or the instruments that are in this room are precision oh, machines. Yeah. So, and instruments they measure down to the atomic scale, and like they have to operate near a rat. Like, yeah, so yeah, it's good yeah. that you've moved oh, labs, and it's not as millipede precision electronics with spider webs on them. Yes, yeah. and in them. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so the moving the labs is well. The moving part is is cannot be denied a difficult process. Now that that's done, uh, yeah, it's it's much much better now to be moving to new labs. And that's I think the last thing I wanted to say. Oh, and we bought a house. That's the only other little yeah. bit of in oh, 20, 2017. I bought, bought a house. house. You bought a house. When did you I buy yours? I already had a house. Oh, fuck uh, you. You did, so did you, because yeah, we recorded yeah, the we first recorded one in your house. Yeah, I was too. trying to be, yeah. well, you're the only one with a new house since podcasting. Well done. Now, I bought a car. And you bought a car. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> did I have Sophie? Oh, uh, yeah. Of yeah, course you did. Uh, yeah. Now, one thing that was in um, uh, Cameron's uh, topic was 
How is P-pop influenced? Hang on, who's bloody host? Who's the host here? All right, guys. So, how Wait, is- you asked him what's on his paper. He's going through it from top to bottom. You're absolutely right, Cameron. That is say- absolutely wrong of me Gibbo, to jump in. Read half a page. No, Gibbo. <laughs> my apologies. Carry this is, on. This is like a dream come true. The well, two of you are fighting over being nice to me. <laughs> this is this is amazing. No, that's a lot of you, Gibbo. Shut up. I love it. I love no. it. No. So there is our journeys. Yeah. yeah. What does it mean, though? What why has this podcast sat amongst those things? Has it helped you, hindered you? What opportunities has it brung about for you? So let's let's do the same route, Cameroon. What on earth has this podcast done for you? Well, so the biggest thing that I've gotten out of this podcast is that it made me, I would say, eligible or in the conversation to win a tall poppy award Ah, because of the communication component yeah so it's a annual award for science communication and science excellence you have to do both yeah i think without the tall poppy i have i did pretty little um science communication Mm. Uh, but with it it really made me a a good contender and i ended up winning it yep um and so the the tall poppy looks Excellent on my CV. Yeah. Uh, of course, didn't help me get a job that I last applied for. That's right. Not yet. Uh, but maybe one day it will. Yeah. But um, it, it may have helped with the future fellowship. It may have helped yeah. with the future fellowship. That yeah. could have helped yeah. you become a fellow from the future. A fellow from the future. Certainly could have. Uh, and so from the with the tall poppy, uh, I've been invited to speak at a number of events. Um, the podcast or maybe Andy helped me be on some the career sessions podcasts. Mm, yeah, they're launching other types soon. Of, yeah, other types of things where I have managed to be able to communicate my science to the public have kind of stemmed from P-pop or perhaps just been helped by my um, confidence in speaking, confidence in speaking to a microphone that's kind of come from us doing this now a hundred times. Yeah. Uh, I still say um and ah a lot, which I should be trying to get Nah, Rid it's of? the natural patter of, of speech. It's all good. Yeah. I love it. I love ums and ahs. Always have, <laughs> always will. Ah. Mm, mm, um. But, I mean, most important for me is that P-pop has been a great opportunity for us, you, you and you, Andy and Chris, for us to all catch up. Mm. Uh, so previously, at least once a fortnight, Yeah. Uh, especially when, well, first of all, Andy, you were away. We probably would have seen you very often when you were at UniSA yeah, and Chris right. and I were at Flinders. Uh, and then when we were each at different universities, yeah. well, maybe that never happened. But uh, when none of us were working together, it was really great for us to catch up and kind of keep talking the goss, keep helping each other out, saying you're doing good. Um, I think that's been the the major thing, even though it's an intangible um, output from people. Mm. To catch up and shoot the ship. <laughs> Brilliant. No, I think that's, you know, like, academia is full of really weird stuff and you know ever since escaping it it seems weirder and weirder to be an outsider now looking in on it but um i think part of this podcast for me during those really turbulent times was the uh therapy component which is like knowing that i've left something i didn't really enjoy to do something but having that really turbulent time where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I thought I was going to do science communication. No one was paying for it. And I think Peapop was that nice consistency of, uh, you know, talking about what I was doing and where it was going next. And the one thing I really love about this podcast is that 
early on, I realized that people in Adelaide were listening. And then, of course, one of the biggest things is I met up with a listener in the United States. Mm-hmm. Like, that was pretty cool. Like, oh, I couldn't imagine starting a podcast and then, you know, I knew that our friends and our colleagues would end up listening to it. But have to have a big, we've got a big cohort in California who listen. And when I was over doing a startup tour, it was so great to to meet up with Alison. And just, it was like, it was just incredible. It was just like, oh, wow, this, from this room and this house all the way to another country, I think was really, really cool. And um, yeah, the that's that's what made it really awesome and it has opened up other opportunities to speak um i got invited to give keynotes and i think that the people hearing my voice in on this podcast um really sort of helped open those doors so yeah that i think p-pop no doubt has been a uh positive force in my career transition mm, no mm, doubt mm, mm. yeah mm. Now, exactly gibbo mm. Please continue off All right, on your well, look, magical I mean, list. I, I don't know how but I can how, match how much, that. When do you want him to stop talking? When, uh, when he gets to the next headline. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, look, I mean, <laughs> I have to concur with everything the guys have said. I mean, that's touching. That's, that's sweet. It's lovely. But I have to say, like, you know, when I walk down the street and people go, hey, Gibbo. <laughs> this um, bag. Love you. You're this great. Is that because of P-pop? Uh, I think that would have happened anyway. Mm. You know. You think. I think that would have happened anyway. I think I think my level of fame is probably was already pretty massive. All right, mm. just general fame. But what did P-pop give me? Modesty, humility. Boasting isn't boasting when it's truth. <laughs> when it's true. When it's truth. No, no. I have to say what what I think it's really helped me is is the off the cuff. <laughs> Good snap as well. You know, I can I can talk <laughs> on pretty well any topic off can the you? cuff. Yep. Can you? And P-pop has definitely helped with that because people think everything's scripted. People think we're sitting here <laughs> reading with reams of paper, yeah. just reading, reading, just like every reading. other podcast where they write out everything they're going to say beforehand. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's not how it works here. Not here. That we walk in the door. Lauren takes our paper from us yep. if we've even written. <laughs> yeah. Burns it. Yeah. In an environmentally friendly furnace, yeah, and then we have to wing it all, all every right? time. Yeah, and that has taught me, after a lot of years and a year off, how to do it effectively. Effectively. So I'm very off the cuff now. I can talk about pretty well anything. Science, certainly science-wise, off the cuff, mm. no problem. Mm. And P-pop gave that to me, and you guys helped that. Stop it. You guys. You, I'm trying to do my crying voice. And you guys help me get back. <laughs> you two did it. You two help me get back. Uh, oh, now you got me going, Gibbo. <laughs> no, you help me. No. No. <laughs> I can't do it. You can't, you can't hear a chin wobble, can you? Give it a go. <laughs> oh, no. That's yeah. my chin wobbling, wobbling, my lip wobbling in emotion. Uh, at what Andy and Cameron have given me. Confidence. Confidence to speak off the cuff. And what is confidence? Confidence is uh, no, is not work. having anxiety or not really giving a shit that you're bad at it. <laughs> and that's what you guys have given me. Great. I don't care that I'm bad at uh, talking about things. You're not bad, Gibbo. And that's what makes me great at talking off the cuff. 
Boom. Boom. And also, thanks to our listeners. Oh, yeah. Like we like all the podcasts, uh, feedback. We like the reviews, and yeah, I think that's just nice. No matter what the size of the audience, it's just always nice that there are you know hundreds of listens of each individual episode, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Like I always think about it in terms of you know when I look at numbers uh, of ratings and uh, views or listens, whatever it is, I always try to imagine how many people that is. Mm. Like, you know, for I think, you know, the, these episodes, um, if, if when we first release it, like there may be, I don't know, say 150, 200 people that listen to it right away. And I'm always like, wow, if you've got all those people in a room. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. Like I, I wouldn't have imagine... ever spoken at a conference to that many people before. No. So, I mean, yeah. I've spoken in a room that's supposed to have <laughs> 200 people in yeah. it, but yeah. it never, ever does. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that to me is incredible. So thanks to all our listeners that's followed us so far. Um, I'll be cross-posting this onto the YouTube channel as well. So if you've came, come to the 100th episode from the YouTube channel, uh, yeah, go back and listen to our, all our old stuff because it's bloody awesome. It is, absolutely. Some gold in there. Yes. Plat- Francium in there. There's a bit of a learned language <laughs> there's antimatter in there the most valuable substance that's in right the universe. probably start at like start in the first 10 and then work your way yeah. forward makes episode sense. eight is the first one with science this might be a good starting yeah, that's point a good, that's a good starting point dark matter is yeah. probably more valuable so gibbo thank you thank thank you andy Th- ba thank you schmoopy schmoopy thank you yeah you're welcome listeners yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, listeners, for listening to, to us. <laughs> Gibbo's podcast. <laughs> our next section is Science This, where we use our transferable science skills to science the shit out of an everyday activity. And this week, the topic is an homage. An homage to our first ever Science This, which was... Episode 8 and the... Uh, Cleaning your ears. Topic was cleaning your ears. (laughs) That was the word he was reaching for. Cleaning your ears. All right, Gibbo, what you got for me? cannot remember what I put. I assume it involved clones. Was it the robots? Maybe a bit too early for Gibbo clones. So the the very early science this, we weren't told in advance. Oh. Um, All right. And I think that might be why we don't remember them at all, <laughs> because we had to do it completely off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, so I don't think the Gibbo clones came up. Okay. Okay. Unless okay. it was why? just you go to from the very beginning, which is, there is a chance. There's, yeah, it's reasonable to There's assume. There's a non-zero probability that that is the case. But you haven't listened to them yet, have you? No. But we are going to go back. We're going to listen. We're going to hear what we came up with. All right. Are you Ready. Ready. All right, so it's cleaning ears. Now, uh, what do we need from cleaning areas? What are the goals here? Remove wax. Cleaning the ears, no <laughs> doubt about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> no doubt about it. That's All right, high level probably answer. the top one. <laughs> yeah. But there's uh, other goals. Like what? There's other goals. Hearing. Has to be safe. Yeah. You can clean your ears, but you could damage your eardrum yeah. in the mm-hmm. process. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. So cleaning yeah. your ears without... Causing hear damage without causing yourself or anyone else damage. Okay. Anyone else? How are you cleaning your ears? Look, I, I don't want to get into it, but it's possible to harm someone else while you're cleaning your ears. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. All right, all right. Is that why you had to leave the UK? I don't want to go into it. 
<laughs> I don't want to go in it. All right. Also, it should be environmentally friendly. Wow. Sure. You yeah. are. Okay, yeah, you've you changed. Woke. Yeah. Do you remember that time you clubbed a seal to death? Yeah, you've really that's, changed. It's not me anymore. It's yeah. not me anymore. And if I did club a seal, I would do it in an environmentally friendly way. <laughs> With another seal. I never thought of that. I was thinking about using some you sort of biodegradable polymer or something. Oh, or you ensured the club just fell off a tree. Yes, yes. Mm. I would saw the I would saw a tree limb while the All right. All right. No. We'll stop. We'll stop. It's <laughs> another one this of my new sides. This I'm, 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 I'm trying to change my ways. I get sidetracked too quickly. All right. But that's brilliant, I have to admit. So we'll, we'll get back to that another time. All right. Ears need to be cleaned. Yeah. Needs to be safe. Yeah. Needs to be environmentally friendly. Got it. Mm. Won't damage the planet. That's Got what it. I wrote down. And we also need a device that can clean the ear effectively, right? Something pliable yet yielding. Something not too <laughs> soft but not too rigid. Something that can change shape. Something that wax will stick to. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right? Something that wants earwax would be even better. Yeah. So like a non-polar solvent surface. No, He's shaking his head. Much. I'm sure. going even deeper wow. than that. We want something that wants it. And what meets all those physical and chemical criteria? Something like a tongue. A tongue. <laughs> A tongue can get in the nooks and crannies. It's wet. It's I do not it's want to know cool. anything about your tongue. Are you and nooks talking and about a, a human tongue or like a butterfly tongue, a lizard? I am talking specifically about the tongue of the domesticated cat. Ugh. This is already disgusting. <laughs> so apparently, there is anecdotal evidence anecdotal. that cats are oh, perfect evidence. Not all cats, but a, a statistically significant number. Enjoy the taste of human earwax. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal so evidence. Someone told you this at the tea room? I read it on the internet. Oh, okay. it must be true. You can't get more anecdotal <laughs> than that. Yeah, I, I do have a cat. Have you ever noticed it like lick it... your ear wax? No, so I haven't seen him taste earwax. I Give so I I can't confirm or deny that it, mm. that he likes the flavor of earwax. As mentioned, not all cats. Yeah, this is where the science comes in. Okay, not all cats like the taste of earwax. So how do we make all cats enjoy the taste of science? We do the earwax. same thing to cats we've done for thousands of years: selective breeding. Selective. Breeding. Find the cats that like wax. Yeah, breed them. Breed together. them with the cats that Force like wax, them. and we now have a new breed. Yeah. Of Human earwax-loving cats, whose job is to clean our ears, environmentally friendly, non-damaging, so you're and effective. You're watching TV on the couch. <laughs> your cat. You don't feed your cat. Um, it eats earwax until very late in the evening. Yeah. You, you're watching TV. Yeah. It jumps up on the headrest of your couch. Yeah. Cleans out your ears because it's hungry and it likes the taste of earwax. You've been listening. You've been listening. I is kind of like the fish that clean your yeah, feet. Yeah, that's a good. Yep. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. There's precedent in yeah. nature and human society. How would you have two cats so they could do both ears at the same time? You could selectively breed ones that prefer the right ear, <laughs> and one that prefers the left ear. Well, because you'd hate them right. to fight over you for the, the, the one, one ear. Yeah, exactly. And also, exactly. I think one ear normally is waxier than the other, right? So is that true? I don't know. I made that up, but <laughs> anecdotally, um, anecdotally, there's some evidence to prove. It's on the internet. It's on yeah. the internet. Um, 
look, I, I'm not I'm not completely adverse to this, other than like when like the thing about those fish in the tank is the moment someone's feet go in, they're all over it. Mm-hmm. So how are you gonna train these cats so that as soon as someone walks through the door, they don't just launch at themselves at their heads <laughs> trying to lick the earwax out of their ears? Oh. All right. So you would have to have a store of wax that they can, they can eat to sate their wax appetite. How do you get that wax? I've got another answer. Yeah. You ring a bell. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, when they hear the yeah. bell, yeah. Then, yeah. They, then they know it's earwax time. All right. Can I tell you what I was going to do? Yeah. I was going to clone a whole bunch of earwax producing humans. Their entire, well, just the head, just the ear. <laughs> just the ear. Now, how do you produce oh. lots of wax in an ear? I don't know. You take it on a car trip. You Take the, a, a big old bucket of ears. For take it out to the pub. These things Wait. accumulate wax in my ears. Well, being at the pub. Well, you know, just living your life. I don't know. You know what? You know what I really like is in science, they've grown a human ear on, on a, a mouse. mouse. Yeah. How else? How a better way to get a cat excited about oh my an God. ear oh, than by letting it chase a mouse usual. with an ear on it? Yeah, I come up with the idea, <laughs> and you guys have, have, are bootstrapping onto it and coming yeah. up with your own great stuff. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited by this. Yeah, That's- I'm concerned about the length of the tongue on a cat. Yeah, um, because. If I stick my old pinky in my ear, I yeah. feel like it doesn't go far enough in and it kind of needs to go around mm, to get like earwax. the edges, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think, I think, think we can selectively breed tongues as well. Tongue length? Cats. I think tongue length. I think cats have a bit of a hairy tongue, which I think yeah, really helps oh, scoop yeah. out the wax as well. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm excited, you know. I'm, right. I'm looking forward to, to putting my waxy ears near cats. And working out which would be the best to breed. Gibbo, well done. Thank you. He's done it again. He's done it again. He's done it again. Well done. I look forward to hearing yours. And I'm going to be supportive and excited by whatever you guys say. <laughs> all right. I'm sure you will. Um, I'll, all right. I'll go. Uh, now, we did set a nice tone. This is, <laughs> this, this is I, nice. I'm all about tone this now. Is nice. This is me. Um, so I actually I did a bit of a lit review, if you don't mind. Oh, well done. A bit of a lit review. Someone's got some minutes on his hands. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that I'm a YouTube star, minutes. <laughs> the money just comes in. The money just rolls in. Um, I still can't believe that. Yeah. So let's have a look. Uh, I found earwax removal. Removal. Uh, colon, co- ugh, colon. I can't even say that. Colon. Colon. A survey of current practice. Right? Oh. And what they found is that a load of GPs weren't even, they were saying, you need your ears syringed. And they weren't passing it off to nurses without mm. instruction. They were just like syringe the man's ear. Yeah, syringe their ear. Right, that was it. Um, and they and there's no IUPAC um, method for ear syringing. No, no. And so this this uh, was published in the British Medical Journal. Uh, I don't know the impact factor. I know you're going to ask me. I should have known that. Mm, you uh, 1990. Yeah. I'm sure it's pretty high. Uh, and anyway, 30 years ago, this came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, this is the sort of thing they're experiencing is that there's complications uh, reported by 38% of GPs, which include perforation, canal lacerations, 
and just failure of wax removal. Ooh. Right? So I'm like, okay, there's a problem That's, from not- 30 years ago. <laughs> That needs to be solved. Is it possible it's been solved in the well, in, in, <laughs> intervening 30 years? I went looking at the patents. Yeah. So I went and found a couple of patents. <laughs> you did about- some effort in on. Hold on. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Lying. So all of the patents, believe it or not, consist of just a long, big old rod with mm-hmm. like different things on the end. Some of them have hooks and scrapers and scratches and okay. points that you screw in to get oh. deeper. And, and I was like, this So it's all a shoveling type. Yeah. There's no sucking, no, no syringing. Exactly. And so I was like, okay, imagine this. You want to get rid mm. of wax, right? Mm. You want to get rid of wax. What dissolves wax? Hmm. Um, Acid. Back it off a little <laughs> bit. You're almost right. Oh, uh, a surfactant. The surfactants do work, but what? So, like dissolves like. Alcohols. So we need non-polar. Mm-hmm. So, oh. I, I Google some stuff, and apparently toluene or xylene All right. is some of the best for dissolving wax. Yep. All right. So what I'm thinking is, you know, these big like we don't just rely on the scratchy. You definitely need to get in the ear, so you do have to have like a probe of some sort. Mm-hmm. But you have these micro kind of capillaries that ooze out a little bit of surfactant. Oh, sorry, a little bit of solvent. Yeah, you yeah. ruined me now. A little bit of solvent. Not so much that it like floods the ear, but just pushes out a little bit and then you suck it in, right? Yeah. So it's like out like a, like you know how a fly eats, like it vomits. So it vomits out like this thing, vomits out little tiny droplets all over. Yeah. You let it sit and then. Sucks it back in. Genetically engineer some flies, some flies or some toluene, mites yeah, to toluene, do this exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So then we've got suction. <laughs> then we got suction. And there's mm. another little thing that I think people have completely forgot about wax. What's that? The warmer it is, the softer it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting down a little tiny electrode, or maybe two, if that's what's needed. Yep. Mm. All the way down into the little thing and just warming it up a little bit. Not enough to cause any damage, but just enough to soften everything up. And I think that that is a pattern application waiting oh. for me to write and become a millionaire with. Because the perfect combination of micro droplets of solvent mm. with suction mm. and mm. a tiny mm. bit of heat there's going to be no wax trapped in people's ears ever again. If you, if you, if someone came to me and said, "I have a rod, yeah, that heats up, yeah, and has electricity in it, yeah, mm-hmm. and big spikes on the end, yep," you know what I'd say? What? Chuck that in my ear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> get that very close to my brain, yeah. please. Yep. Do it now. Yeah. yeah, and let's almost remove some wax. Yeah. So look, I feel like we're on the right way, but I feel like they've just not combined. They've not been listening to each other because they've got wax in their ears. So, uh, 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 did you hear that? Uh, did you hear that? Combine it all. Combine it all, and you've got yourself a bloody brilliant ear wax removal tool. You've got something. Thanks, man. You've definitely got something. Oh, yeah. Good, Andy. Mm. Mm. Now we are doing some homage. Just this episode, homage. episode number one hundred. Yeah, and for a very long time, Andy and I did very similar science. This is until Andy started just doing. We get one hundred people every episode. <laughs> then we stopped doing the same thing. <laughs> so 
we've done very similar things again this episode, Andy. Yes, that's great. It's a nice callback to all the episodes where we kind of did very did similar before. Thing. It's because mm. we're the same scientist. Mm. Mm. You've very similar brains. Yeah. All yeah. right. So basically what I'm asking you in yeah. my pitch is earwax is hard to get out because it's viscous and it's hard to reach. Yeah. It's not you can't just scoop it out with your fingers because there's always some left behind. Mm. So what if it was turned into a liquid that would just drop out your ear? Mm. Oh. I yeah. like have you ever had those wax softening drops? Yes. Yes. No. What do you do? You put them in at night with some cotton bud and you just it's like a softening agent yep. and then it just oozes out of your ear into the cotton bud overnight. Oh. So it's the thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is this is that like exactly what you're coming up with? Is it? Uh, no, not quite, but pretty similar. Well, that's all right. Just yeah. I mean, on. it was exactly pretty similar to what Andy already came <laughs> up with as well. <laughs> uh, all right, the major organic components of earwax have been identified to be long chain fatty acids, alcohols, squalene, and cholesterol. So what? Wait, squalene? Yeah, it's, a, it's one of the Pokemon. I'll explain later. Oh, okay, what's a Pokemon? <laughs> So basically, uh, all of those things are going to be dissolved in non-polar liquids, like yep. Andy already said. He suggested maybe toluene or xylene. Yeah, uh, I'm looking for something a little bit more accessible than that, something okay. that your average day-to-day person could get their hands on. Petrol. Yes. Yeah. Diesel fuel because it is longer, so it would has a higher boiling point, so mm. we can eventually get it warmer. Nice. Uh, that's your problem with toluene is that your boiling point there, I think, is about 60 degrees Celsius. Mm. Um, so you can't get any warmer than that. In the ear. <laughs> nice. In your ear, yeah. <laughs> All right. So basically I'm saying we get a little bit of diesel yep. and we you just put that in your ear yep. and it, it kind of starts doing its thing, making your earwax a little bit softer, getting it ready to just fall out of your ear later on. Yeah. Um, like when you're in an important meeting. What's that? That's just my earwax dribbling out. <laughs> just ignore that for now, thanks. <laughs> Why do you smell of diesel? <laughs> <laughs> it's not diesel. I'm an alcoholic. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what would you rather someone think? Oh, gosh. That's that's such a difficult question. An alcoholic or someone who puts diesel in their ears. I'm going to have to just give me some time on that one. All right. So you might be worried about safety at this yeah, point. I'm um, a bit worried. I'm worried about my ears getting on fire as well. Like that's that's a. Fl- All right. Let me just. All right. Start, right. No way. Yeah. I'm saying you might be worried about safety. Yeah. 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 But, you should be worried about safety. Yeah. But don't be. All right. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That solved it. Uh, your ear holes plugged with a special membrane, so no liquid will go through. Um, so no no liquid, no diesels getting to your brain. Basically because there's a little thing that just stops liquid from getting in. Ah, of course. Um, or else, you know, every time you get swimming or went in the shower, you'd get water in your brain. Of course. Um, so now what's the safest way to warm the liquid up to make it completely solubilize the earwax? Uh, exercise. Exercise make your brain hot. Wear a hat. Yeah, wear a hat. Um, no. You're talking about getting your internal body temperature up. A flu. The, all of the liquid... Oh, I just want it localized okay, at the earwax yeah. level. I know what you do. You get a you get a flame, and you just sort of put it right <laughs> near your diesel filled ear. Perfect. I'm with that. Not not close <laughs> enough that you ignite the diesel and burn your ear off, but just close enough that you heat it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm worried. Uh, like no, <laughs> there are some safety issues around flames. 
the electrical light heating element idea could mm. also be a little bit dangerous. Could be, yeah. Um, so what I've done, or what I'm saying we do, is we add some carbon nanotubes to our diesel. Oh my god! Are you? Is your new future fellowship anything to do with carbon nanotubes? No. Delete that part of your brain. Get it out <laughs> after tonight. Get rid of it. It's useless. Carbon nanotubes yeah. absorb wavelengths of light yep. and convert that heat energy into heat. Yep. So uh, shining light into carbon nanotubes has been shown to heat up liquids. Yep. Um, and in fact, some specific carbon nanotubes absorb wavelengths of light that are not absorbed by your skin or the water in your cellular membranes. All right. Whoa. So you could use a very specific wavelength. So we use a specific wavelength of light that will heat up all the way into behind the little ear thing that stops you from getting it all the way. So the entire waxy part could be heated up Mm. by uh, shining light that goes through it, heats up the nanotubes, that then heats up the liquid, and then after some period of time, you just lean to the right or lean to the left. it drops out. And the, the liquid just pours straight out. There you go. As simple as that. Boom. 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 That, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, was our 100th episode of Publish, Perish, or Podcast. We made the big hunge music is provided by the awesome Adelaide-based band Voice Rom. Go check out their stuff on their Bandcamp website. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, like the Facebook page, and leave us a review on wherever you get this podcast because it helps a bunch. Cameron, sponsor for the week? You were all just listening to the 100th episode of Published Perisher Podcast, and this week it was brought to you by our future sponsor, YouTube. Because... You can make money from putting videos up on YouTube. Yeah. Sure can. Yeah. Sure can. All right. I found that out tonight. Final farewells. <laughs> Bye. Bye.